What's up Earthlings? Welcome to today's episode of Tutu! You know what's weird? Condoms <laughs> and printing in schools. So today I was thinking about the darnest thing. University is crazy expensive. I mean students still have to pay for printing and it's not at normal printing rates. It's more expensive rates but condoms are free. I mean, the school is obviously sending some kind of wrong message to students, like homework is less important than getting it in, you know? Making an informed conclusion though on this issue, you would argue that paper is more expensive because we're trying to go green and whatnot, so they're trying to kind of discourage you from, you know, using paper, which I'm so here for. But then again, if that's the route that we're going, if we're going green, why are you asking me to print out shit, you know? Can I also mention how awkward sex is in school? And I know this because I had hooked up with a couple of my schoolmates and that never turned out well. Not once. You know how sometimes you have a crush on someone, then completely get over them when, you know, the both of you do the nasty? <laughs> well, that happened to me all the goddamn time. Now, the worst part was having to run into them in between classes. The one person you want to avoid so badly is always there, lurking, trying to make your life hell. Now, back in university, I had the self-esteem of an 11-year-old milkmaid, which obviously made me a nervous wreck all the goddamn time. It never occurred to me that I could also have the same effect on my exes. I always thought I was the one getting the raw deal of the relationship and thought that I was the one who always had to run away and hide and change routes to class and find a different section to sit at in the library. It never made sense to me that, you know, they also would be going through the same emotional torture that I was going through. The, the torture of having to see someone who you saw naked once and did some probing activity with their bodies and, you know, now you hate them and don't want to see them ever again. Oh my god, I hated that time so freaking much. I literally was such a fucking pushover, it hurt. I always tried to play it off like I was a cool kid and shit, but you know, I wasn't. I was a tragic mess. I mean, I still am, but now I'm a mess with some confidence, you know? <laughs> Which I'm glad I grew into. My fashion sense back then was also trash, let me just say that. I remember my first day at university, I, was, I wore some apple bottom jeans that were old as fuck, not because I wore the shit out of them because I owned them before, but because my mom got them from a, from a thrift market. And for my shirt, I had this polyester white mess that was see-through, first of all, so during the, you know, during daytime, you could see whatever I had worn, you know, on the inside, under the shirt, or if I didn't wear any, you know, anything under the shirt, you would see my body and I was freaking thin. I just had like a skeleton torso. So yeah, that was a mess on its own. And mind you, I wore this shirt during orientation and still wore it again <laughs> during my first day of school. So wow, I just hate thinking back on who I was as a person that semester. That wasn't even the worst part about the shirt. I mean, it had a freaking dragon on the front, 
and not Khaleesi type of dragons. Those are cool. Like if I had Drogon on my shirt, like I'd rock that shirt almost every day. These were Chinese Day Parade type of dragons. And the stitching that went into creating that dragon was so fucked up, let me tell you. I don't know how I ever left the house like that. It looked like a two-year-old did the stitching job. Stitching job. <laughs> it looked like a two-year-old did the stitching job on that shirt. Sad thing is, I still own that shirt to this day. I don't wear it though, but I still have it. You know, this is what happens when you let your parents dress you. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what did I expect? And before you get all judgmental going, Oh, your mom still dressed you when you were in college? Let me explain, okay? So my parents had this stern rule, you know, that we were not allowed to handle money because they just thought we'd end up in some alley buying crack, which didn't make sense to me because again, I had the self-esteem of a cockroach. I didn't have the balls to buy fried chicken for myself, let alone drugs. But anyway, my parents liked keeping us away from money <laughs> and this gave them ultimate power. Like, they were fucking dictators growing up. If you wanted something, it was completely up to their tastes and liking. I remember in my final year of primary school, every cool kid had an iPod, okay? So I asked my mom to get me an iPod for my birthday, right? Guess what the woman got me? A freaking disc man. Because iPods were apparently going to make me make bad decisions in life and bad choices altogether. Like, you know, there was this rule against making me one of the cool kids because that was the ultimate fear of probably every parent back then. Sometimes I feel like they put me and my brothers through all this shit just for laughs, you know? Like, why get him an iPod and make him part of the cool clique of kids when we could, you know, get him a raggedy-ass disc man that will never fit into his pockets and make him even more of a social pariah? If you have black parents, I'm sure you can relate to this one way or another. But at least now I have, you know, my own money and can buy my own shit. But I don't have the time to enjoy said shit. Like, this is typically how life always manages to find a way to fuck you up one way or another. But one thing I'm glad I grew into was my confidence. Because looking back, like I said, I had the confidence of an 11-year-old milkmaid or a cockroach. I don't know how I survived, I don't know how I made friends. I actually didn't make that many friends. If, you know, you came up to me in my freshman year, my first day of university, I was so excited that day, I remember. I thought I was king of the world, I thought I could do anything. I thought, you know, you know the world had endless possibilities and this was just the beginning. But I still had a confidence issue. If you came back to me and told me that, you know, four years down the line, I'd, you know, I'd be an online creator. I'd be making YouTube videos and doing podcasts and writing articles for websites. I would have looked you in the eye and called you out on your bullshit because there is no way I would agree that I'd, you know, I'd be doing anything public, anything that would you know, subject me to scrutiny and the judgment of other people. That was just not in the books for me. Actually, I kind of think it was. 
because during high school i i kind of was into i was in drama club so here's what happened the reason i joined drama club in high school was because i wanted to get rid of my anxiety i i'd get you know anxiety attacks just randomly because i'm just an awkward person like that so i joined drama club to try and beat this thing so i did you know what did we call it i forget the name we called it but it was a poetry section so when we went for first competition we lost <laughs> okay so after losing this kind of put me in a really bad position because we came in second but they were only taking the best okay so it wasn't technically losing we came in second there was a third a fourth and a fifth but we came in second and that just took a blow to my self-esteem and i was like maybe you know what i'm i'm really not meant for the arts i'm not really meant to be a performer so and before i joined drama club i always wanted to be an actor here's the thing i wanted to be an actor in high school and i realized you know maybe it's kind of impossible because of my crippling fear of people and so i tried to change you know who i was and therefore joined drama club and when we freaking lost to another school it just it just affected me really badly and i quit the club immediately and never went back until you know after high school when i was like you know what maybe i need to sort out my issues but i still want to be a creator i want i still want to be a performer kind of i still want to be in the creative industry but maybe i wasn't going to cut it as an actor so i decided to go into you know writing and i decided instead of being in front of the camera i'd be behind the camera you know i'd start directing and producing and writing and you know i wrote a couple of stories and a couple of you know pilot episodes for scripts which i think were really cool and i thought i found my passion so if you came to me in university my first day of university and told me i'd be a youtuber in 2015 2016 i would laugh at you <laughs> because there is no way i'd see myself you know just exposing myself like this so yeah that's basically it i i think i strayed from the topic was supposed to be sex and university or sex in school and i just went into other things about my personality but yeah that's what happens when you just mumble on on a podcast i hope it was entertaining to you though i'm glad um one last thing i can say is i'm glad i can look someone in the face now and call them out on their bullshit because that's very important don't be a pushover to anyone not people you've slept with not your exes not people you feel you owe anything not your siblings not you know just don't be a pushover that's what i'm saying it's very liberating to feel like you have a choice and that you can be vocal about it without any regrets and without any shame anyway i'm glad you listened to this episode of the podcast if you're listening to this on soundcloud make sure you follow me to get updates to new podcasts and if you're on itunes make sure you subscribe I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out.